want to present to the party someone who's highly skilled and connected to the party's goals, but who might get in its way at every turn. Looking for a way to give this NPC an awesome spin? Great, then this encounter's for you. Let's get going. Hey, Scott here from VengersDex.com. Hope you're doing okay. Welcome today to Vengers Realm, a tavern like no other, and to episode six of this new podcast. In every episode, I'll lay out an enticing encounter you can blend into or inspire your game sessions. Once we hit 50 encounters, I'm going to pull them all together into one digital card deck, and I'm going to give you that deck for free to use in your game. And as I mentioned last time, every single one of these encounters stands alone. So you don't need to watch them or listen to them in any particular order. If you've got a game session coming up and you need a random encounter to pad things out, to fill some gaps in your preparation or uh, have in your back pocket in case the party surprises you with its decisions, just take a quick look through the descriptions or if you're a Double Decker patron through the deck itself as it develops and job done. Each encounter is ready to roll, but in the episodes that go along with the encounters, you might find some ideas about how to adapt them for what else is happening in your game. Or you can just use these as story inspiration or in any other way that gives you a kick. I'd love to know how you're using these anyway, so please hit me up at Wenger's Decks and your usual socials and tell me all about it. Once again, this week we'll be exploring our way through a really cool encounter premise dreamed up by a subscriber to this podcast, Son of Sofa Man. We got chatting via the YouTube channel, but then switched the chat over to Wenger's Realm Discord. And since then, he's been really helpful to me in working out some of the technical bells and whistles behind the scenes as I get the Vengers Realm server off the ground. His encounter idea, though, really sparked my synapses, and I can't wait to talk you through it. Before we kick off, I wanted to remind you about the 100 subscriber giveaway I'm running at the moment. If I hit that number of subscribers on my new YouTube channel, I'll roll some dice and pick at random one of those subscribers to give away to them the full works. In other words, every physical and digital deck and pack I've created so far. This is just another way that I want you to really take some value from this podcast. So if you haven't subscribed yet, it would mean the absolute world to me. It really is a struggle building up an audience online for this kind of thing. So your support is truly helpful as I try to make some noise in the multiverse. Also, I wanted to remind you about the Vengers Realm Discord I just mentioned there. When I started it not long ago, I found that it was just myself posting updates to it. It was a bit like shouting into the void, hearing my words echo back to me in its emptiness. But gradually it began to pick up, and now we're so lucky to have a growing number of folks in there passionate about playing or running tabletop games, talking about their projects and kickstarters and so on. In the Vengers Realm Tavern there's room for general chat, a snug for gamers in Glasgow, a brewery for sharing homebrew creations and tips, and a corner for players of Epic RPG, a hugely addictive and fun text-based RPG where you can take your character and level up through hunting, dungeon delving and more. So if you're up for spending some time in this amazing community, check out the link in the description and I can't wait to see you there. Right, so let's fire into this cool little encounter, which we're going to call Bountiful Whispers. And thanks so much to Son of Sofa Man for coming up with the idea of it. I was chatting with him in Bigger's Realm a couple of weeks back and he came up with this awesome idea of the party being approached by a bounty hunter. Not just any old hunter, but one directly connected with the party's goals. So let's dive in and see how this works. As usual, we'll read through this encounter card that this premise is inspired, and then we'll drill down on how you might pick it up and blend it into the game you're running. Okay, so here's the card here. 
As I say, it's called Bountiful Whispers, and the hook uh, to get the party drawn in is that a heavily armed bounty hunter approaches the party. They know of the party, perhaps having heard rumours of his exploits, and show interest in the detail of those exploits, encouraging the party to tell its tale, offering, for example, to pay for its drinks. If the party's current plans are to locate an item, the hunter expresses they're under a contract to locate someone who's in possession of that item. This might be unearthed by apparent coincidence, but likely the hunter has planned this conversation. Their plan to seek the party's help or information might have on this item or person. They may offer to share information, divide spoils for help, or might part with some coin to receive information. However, on occasion as the party speaks, the hunter might be seen whispering to themselves, passing this off as an old habit if picked up on. And the dramatic question for this encounter is, will the party engage with this hunter? Moving on to the conflict, the hunter, a warlock, may be whispering to their patron, with whom they have a relationship akin to arguing spouses. Their patron may encourage the hunter, no matter their intentions with the party, to take subtle steps to delay or prevent the party's plans. Maybe the patron is connected somehow to this item or person sought by the party and hunter. The exposure of either item or person having the potential to conflict with the patron's underworld motivations. The hunter is highly skilled and no matter whether or not they wish to step in the party's way, their connection with their patron and the abilities the hunter possesses might pose a significant problem for the party. And moving on to the resolution, the party and hunter may share information and or help moving both either closer to or further from this item and person they seek, depending on the patron's success and its attempts to waylay the party. And the party may gain an ally or perhaps unwilling enemy in the hunter. And finally, the twist, the patron has a pact with another, this other perhaps being the item or person being sought by the party. And maybe this is unknown to the hunter, the patron's motivation to bring together the hunter and this other item or person to have them work with each other to further its horrible intentions. Okie dokie, how does this one sound? I think it's a fantastic opportunity for you to introduce into your game a non-player character who has real flair and can get in the party's way as it tries to follow its goals. Oak. Right, so this hook, I think, will be most effective if you get it right with the character and appearance of this bounty hunter. I mean, yeah, there'll be way more to the story a little down the line when the hunter's patron starts to come to the fore. But for now, we need something to reel the players in. And more than just the fact that you've plonked someone in front of the party in the hope that the players will engage, like, because they know this is obviously what you've got planned. Where am I going with this? Well, okay. So I guess we need to talk a bit about how best to present NPCs to the party. Because this encounter is all about this one NPC. And if the players end up showing no interest, yeah, of course, that's their right. But maybe you'll end up left wondering if the reason they've not shown an interest is because of your work in presentation. I'll talk a little about presentation of encounters and NPCs in Wenger's Guide to Random Encounters. Basically, and in short, I treat the presentation of NPCs pretty much in the same way as I treat the presentation of encounters. And you know how I approach that one, right? Hook, conflict, resolution, twist. I do that with encounters, and yeah, I do that with NPCs. So the NPC hook. 
This is, as you might imagine, the thing that's meant to attract the players to engage with the NPC you put in front of the party. It means the name of the NPC, how the NPC looks, their demeanour, like how they come across to the party. But it means a little more than working out a cool voice, a nervous tick or a memorable facial feature. It means their motivation, like what does this NPC want right now? It means what were they doing before the party met them? Where do they want to go next? How do these motivations balance with their interest in the party? And yeah, what's this NPC's big dramatic question? Next, the NPC conflict. This means what, aside from the party in the face right now, is stopping the NPC from achieving their goals. Is it internal conflict? Like something within themselves that's holding them back? Or is it external? Like someone or something stopping and slowing them? And this, more than anything else, connected with the hook, is what should form the basis of any conversation with the party or of any actions the NPC takes? What do they want? And what's stopping them getting it? Once you connect this with the party's goals, with what the players are interested in, that's what will hook the players into this NPC. And so, next you think about the NPC resolution, and this means both short-term, within this one interaction of the party and the NPC right now, and long-term, in terms of how the party can engage with the NPC's ultimate goals, with how the NPC's big dramatic question would be dealt with. And finally, the NPC twist. And this means, what does the party not know? Or maybe even, what does this NPC not know about what's happening, about their goals and motivations? I could go into a bit more detail about all that, of course, including how to do all this preparation for an NPC in a matter of a few minutes every time. Again, if that's the kind of thing you'd like me to spend some time on during this, then please just let me know. But for now, we have an NPC approaching the party. And we need to think first in the presentation of the NPC, what this hunter's hook, conflict, resolution and twist, and then second, how all that can inform the encounter you lay out for the party. So the card here talks about a bounty hunter. Let's think about the hook. Okay, so let's call this bounty hunter, say, Numen. We'll give them a memorable feature like um, one blue eyeball. And they're going to come across to the party as really friendly. As the card suggests, pretty interested in soaking up to the party and encouraging it to tell its tales. Maybe of something they know about the party's exploits in the campaign so far. And then, what does Newman want right now? Where have they just been? Where will they go next? So, we know that Newman's patron, whoever or whatever that might be, has suggested to Newman to meet the party and find out what it's up to. So, Newman might come across the party as having met it coincidentally, but you and I know that Newman has planned this meeting. What Newman wants is to follow their patron's wishes and find out what the party's up to. And we also know that Newman has been on a quest of their own, something connected with the party's goals. And where's Newman going next? Well, wherever that is, we know they're going to impart what they know back to the patron. The conversation, this social encounter, therefore, can flow pretty easily. You can anticipate that if you present an NPC like this who's totally interested in the party's exploits, offering to pay for its drinks and so on, the players may well think this NPC is up to something. Are they a spy? What's their actual interest here? Why are they sharing information about their own quest? Inside check. Players 
knowing that the job of their GM or GM is to shove conflict in their face are naturally and rightly suspicious. And so here, you might find it helpful for this bounty hunter to really buck the trend, to come across as genuinely interested because that's what their patron has tasked them to be, but more deeply, because that's the type of charismatic and open person they are. And so thinking of what will hook the players in, what else is more effective than getting them to talk about their character's exploits to someone coming across as genuinely interested and listening to their tales? Flattery gets you everywhere, right? And so the initial part of this encounter is all about earning the party's trust, offering to pay for its drinks and food, focusing the conversation on the character or characters whose players engage the most, offering the party the promise of helpful rumours or information connected to its goals. And to make this NPC more interesting, like the card suggests, you maybe sprinkle in a foreshadow of this patron, like Newman whispering into their cloak or having some object they chat away to in the midst of this conversation with the party. And again, should the party probe what's going on with that, make sure you have an innocent explanation on tap. In other words, an old habit, or maybe even a nervous tick brought on from a harsh upbringing. This might sound like a lot, but that's because I'm expanding out my approach. So for you, just have a little think about the bare details, like name, appearance, demeanour, and motivation. And yeah, you might find this conversation could end up taking care of itself, hooking the players into entertained engagement. Conflict. Once the players have shown some interest in chatting with the same PC, we need to think about conflict. So as this is an NPC, we can look first at the NPC's conflict, internal and external. So where do we begin with this? Well, I think a good place to start is with the fact that this bounty hunter has made a pact with a patron. So maybe they're a warlock. They have some skills, maybe of a higher level than those in the party. And they have this patron with its own motivations. One of these motivations could be to connect the bounty hunter with the party. Why is that? Well, you don't really need to work this out yet. But if you do want to spend some time on it, maybe you could say that the patron wants to get his hands on the thing or the person the party's looking for right now. That it wants to get to this thing or to this person before the party does. And so telling the hunter to find out what the party knows, what its plans are, this information fed back to the patron by the hunter will help it strategize how to stop the party in its tracks. But turning back to the bounty hunter, Although they may have this patron, they exist with their own free will. So maybe they're questioning the patron's motivations, particularly if they're uncontrary to those of the hunter. And if the patron wants the hunter to feed back information about the party and to take steps to slow or derail the party and its goals, just have a think about what the hunter feels about that. Because remember, although they may hunt bounties for a living, this NPC may well be genuinely nice and may personally have no beef for the party. And there's your internal conflict for the hunter to play out. In their first encounter with the party, they may have some shared interests. They may end up getting drunk and having an awesome time at the tavern or wherever they meet the party, and may feel internally at odds with their patron's wish to become the party's secret or evident enemy. And for the party itself, the conflict is of course working out why the DM or GM has placed this amiable NPC in its face. During the conversation with the hunter, I might learn that the hunter is on a very similar contract to hunt down a person or item connected to what the party's up to right now. 
But is this meeting really as coincidental as it's been set up to appear? How open is the hunter being about the nature of their contract, about who contracted them? And can the party really trust the information they're offering to help the party further its goals? Like I say, from an impartial point of view, there might not seem to be much in this type of conversation, but when your players are naturally suspicious, when they're naturally expecting conflict at every turn, how the players handle that conversation may in itself generate the conflict needed to make it stick. But, well, I think it needs to be said though that packing up with conflict a conversational encounter like this isn't measured by the in-game consequences arising from that conversation. This encounter might end up leading to a race between the party and this bounty hunter to get to the item or the person first. So a longer term thing, or on the flip side, could end up being a standalone encounter that goes nowhere. Like the party might never come across this hunter again. But the main thing, no matter how it goes down, is helping make sure the players enjoy the moment. And for me, that's where the real juice lies in this game we play. To my mind, it ain't about the dice, it ain't about the system or the rules or the maps or the story arcs of the game. For me, in the moment, there is no story. There are no rules. Experiencing an encounter collaboratively in the moment is what this game's all about. And the story of that encounter, that series of encounters, is something that's written in the moment and doesn't exist as a whole until the encounter's done. So my advice here is not to think too far ahead. As I mentioned earlier, you could plan out in advance what this Hunter's Patron's all about. You could plan out a story arc that will take the party from A to B. But the way I think the game would prefer you to try is to let go of any idea of a pre-written story and to concentrate on this moment, on this encounter where the party meets the NPC. And all you've thought about in advance is what's the Hunter's name, what they look like, what their motivation is. So the hook, the conflict, the resolution, the twist, make up what this hunter is thinking right now. Where the conversation goes from there, again to my mind, needs to flow naturally. Not led by you as the DM, with everyone at the table talking and reacting in the moment. And wherever that leads, is wherever that leads. So yeah, conflict. You've read what it says in the card, and hopefully you've got a few thoughts about what you can throw in the face of the party to make the players think to spark the conversation and let it unfurl at the table. Resolution. The resolution of this encounter should be pretty easy. Unless you interrupt it in some way, it'll end the way any conversation ends. After the last words are spoken between the party and this bounty hunter, the players will have more information about something connected to the party's goals. Depending on how the conversation's gone, the party might have concluded that it now has a potential ally or a potential threat to its goals, or it might put the hunter out of mind completely and hold on to that information. Either way, you know what the hunter's motivation was going into the encounter. You know that they're going to head off and report back to their patron. If the party follows the hunter, that's where it's led. If it doesn't follow, then the hunter reports back and you get to decide what consequences arise. You know what information the hunter has gathered, if any, from the encounter with the party, and what information they feel they want to tell their patron. And so, what will the patron do with that information? What might it encourage the hunter to do next? And that's the cool thing about being the DM or GM here, 
So the players, as far as they're concerned, they've got their resolution in the counter. They want to move on to the next thing. But behind the screen, or in between sessions with your notes and your thoughts, you have the luxury of thinking through how that one conversation has just changed the world around the party. What's going to flow from it? How it's going to be followed up? Because as I talked about in an earlier episode, you know that the world doesn't revolve around the party. You're in control of the stuff that happens when the party isn't there. And so you can take this bounty hunter to their patron, work out what's spoken, what's decided. And you might decide, say, that as far as the patron's concerned, that's its interest in the party over. That it can take whatever information the hunter's gleaned from the party and move on to the next thing. Or instead, you can decide that the patron wants the hunter to use their warlock powers to plot against the party in a myriad of ways until the patron's goals are served. And you can also think about the resolution of the hunter's own motivations, what's going on internally for them and how that gets to play out. So does the hunter tell the patron everything? Are they questioning this pact they made? How has the hunter's experience with the party affected the hunter, never mind the party? So yeah, the resolution for you will likely end up looking very different to that of the players. They've packed up and returned to their lives until the next session, but you get to remain in the setting and the world being built around them. And by the time the next session begins and the players are back in their seats, you'll have the opportunity to think through what might flow naturally from what's happened. Twist. And finally, we have our usual option of adding a twist. Looking at the card, here's a really cool chance for you to add another layer of complexity into this conversation. What if neither the party, nor even this NPC bounty hunter you've thrust in their face, really know what's going on? I mean, remember I talked about the player's natural suspicion? You can safely make an estimation that the players will regard most of the intelligent or conversational NPCs you present to the party as extensions of your brain. And so with that in mind, there's a pretty good chance they'll think that because you know what's going on, and this NPC they're talking to will have that knowledge too. And so as soon as they notice the NPC can string more than three words together, quite often you'll find the players prying them for information rumours and anything that will move the party forward in its quest. Of course, they might think you know what's going on, but if only they really knew, right? Most of the time I'm flying by the seat of my pants, trying my damnedest just to keep up with the players, just the way I like it. But yeah, in this conversation with the bounty hunter, the players might feel at some point close to the end of the encounter that they've got from the hunter what they need to know. In other words, everything the hunter knows. Depending on how it goes or what rules are made, they might have suspicions that the hunter knows more than has been said, of course. But hey, you've got a twist under your sleeve. What if, unbeknownst to the party and also to the hunter, the hunter's patron has made a pact with another? And what if this other is also connected with the goals of the party and this hunter? What if, after the encounter with the hunter reports back to the patron, the patron chooses to impart that information to this other, perhaps a warlock even more powerful than the hunter. And this more powerful warlock maybe has no concerns about their pact with this patron. As I've said before, maybe this encounter goes nowhere and for the party seemingly ends with this conversation. But if the party remains hell-bent in its goal that's connected with what the patron's up to, 
maybe down the line that's going to be surprised by this previously unknown warlock who refers the party all the way back to this random chat of the bounty hunter. And there goes encounter number six into the deck we're building. Why have I called it Bountiful Whispers? Well, I think that came first from the idea of this hunter whispering away seemingly to themselves. But now they've expanded it out a bit, I think it's also a way of describing the whispered undercurrent of what's really motivating the encounter. And I hope you like it. Thanks so much again to Son of Sofa Man for coming up with this really cool premise. Make sure to check out his link in the description to this episode. And I'm so happy that you can now take this encounter and play it out in one of your upcoming sessions. Next episode, I think we have one of my own encounters again, together with an announcement for something I'm totally itching to tell you about. But meantime, do you have an encounter idea that you'd like to see developed out in this deck and podcast? Something connected to your current game, maybe? Or one you've just run and are so proud of as the players totally rocked it? If so, hit me up at Bengers Decks or join the Bengers Realm Discord server, again linked here, and we can pull it all together into a card. Meantime, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe, particularly on YouTube, if you want to take part in this Full Works giveaway. And if you could help me make some noise by sharing and tweeting and reviewing this online, I'd appreciate it so much. So if you're finding some value in this, be sure to pay it forward to those around you. As before, I'd love to thank my amazing patrons for joining this growing community at patreon.com forward slash Decks. This support's absolutely vital to nudge me on, to help me afford the costs to put this out there for you. And most importantly for me, it's something I hope my patrons get real value from themselves. So please, as usual, from the very bottom of my heart, thank you so much for watching, listening, sharing, liking and subscribing. Watch out for the next episode coming through. Thanks also for being a part of this and have a great day.